In the last episode, I showed you how to generate JavaScript dynamically through this eRuby template file. So what we're doing here is just looping through some states and generating dynamic JavaScript through that. Now in this episode, I want to show you how to cache this generated JavaScript so it doesn't have to be processed every single time the user requests it. Now there's three different kinds of caching in Rails. There's page caching, action caching, and fragment caching. Now page caching is really the most efficient kind of cache and is best to use that whenever possible. In this case, uh, it'll work great for page caching because uh, this kind of content is pretty stateless. It doesn't matter who requests this content or how they're requesting it. Um, we always just want to serve this content and our states models probably won't change very much. So uh, page caching will work really great. We want to just cache this whole JavaScript file here. Okay, to enable page caching, we want to go into our controller and just type caches, page, and then the, the name of the action you want to cache. So that's a, just really one la simple one-liner uh, to enable the page caching for that action. Now there's one last little thing we need to do here, and that is um, if we want to test this in our development environment, we need to uh, enable page caching in that. So if we go to our development config file, we can see that the perform caching line is set to false. Now in production, it's set to true, but we want to test this, so we need to uh, set it to true temporarily so that we can see if our caching behavior is working properly. And that way, when we reload our server here, uh, page caching should work. So let's test this out. Let's go to our uh, request here, reload that, and if we go in our log here, we can see that there's this now this cached page line here telling us that this uh, JavaScript was cached at the file. And let's also look in our text mate here. If we look in the public path in JavaScripts, we can see that our dynamic states.js file is now there. And that way, when we request that file again, this time, um, Rails doesn't even know about this request. It's all being served, processed by the web server, in this case, Mongrel. Um, if we look in our log here again, we can see that uh, Rails doesn't even know about it. It's not even touching Rails. Only the first request is shown here. And that'll be much more efficient, much more faster response um, than if we're, we do it uh, through Rails. So now that we have this file cached here, that has all the states, what if we change a state, maybe rename it or give it a different country or so on? Well, in Rails, how you uh, flush the cache or expire a cache is through a sweeper. Now there's really not a good spot to put sweepers in Rails. So let's create a new folder here. I'm just going to call it sweepers. And because I create a new folder, Rails doesn't know about this directory. Um, so we need to tell it about this so that it knows to uh, load any Ruby files it finds in there. So we just go to our environment file here and just type uh, load paths and just uh, specify to load this any files we find in our uh, sweepers folder there. And we do that by specifying the, the full path here. Just like that. And this load paths is just a an array of the, the different paths that uh, Rails will load for all these other folders. So just add that there and then Rails will load the, the Ruby files found in there. 
So let's add a new sweeper file in here. Uh, call it state sweeper. So in here I'm going to uh, just run a little TextMate snippet so that um, generate the sweeper this way. It's just a lot more faster. Okay, what a sweeper does is it observes a model. So in this case, we'll observe our state model. And then after it's either saved or destroyed, then we want to expire the cache. So we do that by calling expire page uh, method. And what we pass to this um, is the parameters for the URL. So we could just pass controller is the JavaScripts and the action is um, the dynamic states. And we'll also want to specify our format so that it knows to append that JavaScript.js extension there. So now whenever our state model's changed, it should uh, expire this cache. But there's one last little thing we need to do here, and that is to, um, whenever we change our state through our controller, we need to uh, tell it to use the state sweeper. So let's go to our states controller that we have. And this is just basic CRUD operations on our state model. So let's, in this controller, because we're changing the state through this controller, uh, let's add our sweeper cache here and call state sweeper. And then since we're only doing it on a few actions here, um, there's the create action, uh, update, and destroy. So those three actions are what changes the, the state models. And so whenever the, either of those actions are triggered, it'll trigger our state sweeper here, which will expire the cache for our state model. So that's how you um, make uh, do page caching in Rails and expire the cache uh, when something changes. This episode is sponsored by PeepCode. Please visit peepcode.com and check out their latest screencasts on Ruby on Rails.